Hello, and welcome to The Corporate Casket, a semi-weekly series where bad businesses go to die. We will discuss any and everything from bad charities, terrible CEOs, and people that have a lot to hide. I'm the Illuminati and today's episode stems from a post that I was actually tagged in on a subreddit called r slash blatant misogyny. One Redditor, True Flag Operation, said that they had evidence of a supposed pickup company that was teaching men how to pick up women and teaching literal rape. TFO said that one of these pickup artists had gotten a slap on the wrist when video footage was released of him sexually assaulting someone. But if news articles had dug deeper, they would recognize that there was also cult-like behavior and tactics used to coerce women into sex inside of these programs. Now, again, like I said, I was tagged in this post and I had my main researcher, Ali, reach out to TFO asking for some more information to see like, do we have a story here? Is there something for us to investigate and dig into deeper? And oh boy, did the rabbit hole just open wide up for us. Obviously, this episode is coming with a massive content warning. Sexual assault will be heavily featured in today's episode in addition to the aforementioned triggering topics above. If any of these things are going to be remotely difficult for you to listen to, then please click away now. This is just not your episode. But for those of you sticking around, let's get right into it. The girl will probably be in front of you at a time when you don't expect it. The cock blocker we gotta watch out for is ourselves. Ultimately, we think it's the girls, we think it's the time, we think it's us. So let's start by defining what these pickup artists are. Some of you may have seen some YouTube comedians talking about them throughout the years. Cody Ko has done a video discussing pickup artists. Curtis Connor has also done a few that I also find hilarious. The pickup artists in their videos are mostly seen as cringy or embarrassing, though at times things get darker and you see comments featured in their videos saying that these pickup artists are putting people in uncomfortable situations. That's all I really thought these guys were doing too. And I honestly thought that pickup artists were just monetizing horrible relationship advice and hopefully no one would actually take it seriously. Although there is no one single event that created pickup artists as a whole, A noteworthy moment that sort of sparked the modern PUA was in 2005 when Neil Strauss's book, The Game, was published. Our next guest writes for the New York Times and Rolling Stone. He's written books on Marilyn Manson, Janet Jameson, and Motley Crue. His latest, The Game, details his journey into the secret world of pickup artists. He knows how to do it, and he's here tonight to try to seduce me. Please say hello to Neil Strauss. And the whole thing about this, and those are great qualities. The whole thing is guys are always trying to sell themselves to women. They're always trying to say, brag about themselves and say what they do for a living. And instead you kind of got to flip the script and make someone who's absolutely- The back cover of it reads, hidden somewhere in nearly every major city in the world is an underground seduction lair. And in these layers, men trade the most devastatingly effective techniques ever invented to charm women. This is not fiction. These men really exist. They live together in houses known as projects and Neil Strauss, the best-selling author, spent two years living among them using the pseudonym style to protect his real life identity. The result is one of the most explosive and controversial books of the year, guaranteed to change the lives of men and transform the way women understand the opposite sex forever. 
On his journey from AFC, average frustrated chump to PUA, pickup artist to PUG, pickup guru, Strauss not only shares scores of original seduction techniques, but also has unforgettable encounters with the likes of Tom Cruise, Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, Heidi Fleiss, and Courtney Love. And then things really start to get strange and passions lead to betrayals lead to violence. The game is a story of one man's transformation from frog to prince to prisoner in the most unforgettable book of the year. Now, this book became huge and over time toxic. One source even claims that Mystery, a PUA featured in the book, is trying to disassociate himself from the industry he helped launch. Mystery made it his life's work, how to pick up and hook up with women, and he was apparently the focal point of the book. The game was supposed to be a how-to guide for, quote, clueless men who couldn't get laid rather than a Tucker Max type catalog of depravity, end quote. Tucker Max instead wrote stories about how he convinced a woman to have anal sex with him, then taped it without her consent and threatened to sue anyone that called him a rapist as a result. Charming. Yet even if the game or pickup artists like Mystery didn't create misogyny, they absolutely perpetuate it. When Mystery doesn't get what he wants from women, he grows mercurial and depressive and becomes abundantly clear his self-esteem is predicated entirely on what women will give him. When he's rejected, he threatens violence or in a dark passage, even threatens to take his own life according to my source. Mystery's own family is quoted in the book saying that he has a history of depressive episodes, generally speaking, but considering how much misogyny and violence are intertwined, reading Mystery say, I want to kill her about his ex-girlfriend is chilling. It's surprising that Mystery is still friends with Strauss or that he's happy to talk about the book's enduring impact or that he wants to talk about that period of his life at all since he comes off so poorly page after page. Yet even though BuzzFeed News claims that this is a guide for clueless men and mystery came across badly, other sources such as The Atlantic make it clear that Strauss, the author, may not have even intended that to be the case. Strauss says in an interview that, obviously I was a journalist, this community of pickup artists already existed and I went in to describe my experience of it. But because no one had even heard of this world and the techniques, let's face it, are so objectifying and horrifying that the book became the Bible of what it was trying to chronicle in a more neutral way. So I think all of a sudden there were these horrid ideas that people read about in the game and the game became the origin of those ideas. He also explains that at the end of the book, he met a woman who wasn't impressed by any of the pickup tricks and he ended up with her. The lesson at the end is that the only way to win the game is to stop playing. Unfortunately, many don't see it that way. It became a guide instead of a book about male insecurity like Strauss says he intended. It's disappointing that the art of negging or giving someone semi-insulting compliments to subtly lower their self-esteem is supposed to be seen as negative and ridiculous rather than a dating trick. Strauss himself even calls many of these techniques objectifying and horrifying. It's like if someone picked up the book Lolita and saw it as a guide on how to treat children or something. This is unfortunately what some pickup artists have done. Now, I don't wanna say that all of them use the game as a guide, but this book has definitely changed the way that men try to meet women, no doubt about it especially considering it's in just about any source that chronicles the growth of this disturbing industry. The Chronicle argues that it goes back even further to Eric Weber's decades old manual, How to Pick Up Girls, but the modern era of pickup artists has largely stemmed from the game. Whether a PUA or a dating coach, negging, psychological manipulation, and coercion are all taught as if they're just handy tips and tricks for picking up women. Siren Kale of The Guardian wrote, I went to university two years after the game was published and watched its influence spread like a virus through the men in my year. I don't think I went on a night out in 2007 without some drunk rugby player trying to neg me. What was once an underground community has grown into a seduction industry valued at $100 million. 
The basic premise of all seduction teaching and practice is that interactions between men and women are subject to certain underlying principles that once understood can be readily manipulated, explains Dr. Rachel O'Neill of Warwick University. This is an impoverished view of sex and relationships in which intimacy is less something to be experienced for its own sake and more something to be achieved for other ends. With the advent of the internet, elements of the pickup artist community's ideologies hardened into something darker. It paved the way for other masculinized self-help formations to emerge, such as Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, says O'Neill. Peterson, a Canadian academic, published his best-selling self-help tome in 2018 and is a critic of feminism. It also connects with masculinist factions, such as the incel movement and voluntary celibates characterized by an extreme hatred of women and men's right activists. This globalized network of pickup artists, men's right activists, and incels all emerged out of the same primordial sludge. These pickup artists not only make their money through books, but through programs. People will pay $10,000 for a one-week live-in course from companies such as Real Social Dynamics. One of its instructors, Jeff Allen, has actually written a book called Get Laid or Die Trying, and he toured Australia to hold these seminars. In 2016, however, he had his visa canceled on the grounds that he was promoting abusive behavior towards women. Color me surprised, right? Other sources say that Ross Jeffries is widely considered the father of the seduction community, and he created an online seduction community in the late 90s, which in turn inspired mystery. Jeffries wrote the book, How to Get the Women You Desire into Bed in 1989, and has gained quite a bit of fame from it. Generally speaking though, the more this seduction community or PUA community evolves, the more it seems to show its true colors and becomes dangerous. I can't pinpoint the exact beginning by any means, but I do believe that in large part because of seminars, social media, YouTube, and forums, this information has really gained the potential to spread rapidly and evolve into some truly disturbing stuff. Anyway, now that we know who these pickup artists are and the programs they run, I wanted to get into the example that True Flag Operations sent me, the PUA that supposedly teaches rape, Julian Blanc. There's probably gonna be some advice, some things you hear where your mind's gonna say, ah, you know what, that's a little out there. I don't know if I agree with this. This is Julian and I'm here in Paris. And what I wanna talk about in this video here is how to stop being needy. How to Julian Blanc seems like a perfect example of this horrific toxic industry gone completely wrong. He's been called the most hated man in the world with good reason. He works for the LA company Real Social Dynamics as well, which claims to be the largest dating coaching company in the world. RSD was relatively unknown outside of this underground PUA world, but DC activist Jennifer Lee stumbled across one of Blanc's teaching videos and changed that. Perhaps Blanc's most egregious act, according to Lee, was a video filmed in Tokyo that shows Blanc pulling the heads of Asian women into his lap and forcing kisses on cashiers who nervously laugh and try to pull away. If you're a white male, you can do what you want, Blanc tells a group of students as they watch his videos and take notes. Just yell Pikachu. Critics of the video found a number of troubling posts on Blanc's social media profiles, including several photos on Twitter of Blanc's hands around women's necks with the tag, hashtag choking girls around the world, and a chart detailing types of domestic abuse with the caption, may as well be a checklist. Julian deservedly sparked massive outrage when this video of him literally choking strangers went viral and multiple news sources called him out on that. ABC, The Washington Post, and BBC all called him out for sexist violent acts when he went viral in 2014, and hey, I applaud them for doing so. He absolutely should be publicly humiliated for this, even if I doubt Julian really saw what he did as wrong. My sources continue to state that after this video made the rounds on the internet, he set his Twitter to private, but not before someone archived and posted his entire feed. A small sampling for you. 
Times like these make me want to choke fuck some whore behind a dumpster. And I'm not really like this in real life, hashtag just kidding. When the curious could no longer access videos like Blanc's My Girlfriend Passed Away, the twisted humor that inevitably knifes through to her panties, attention moved on to other RSD instructors, including the company's co-founder and president, Owen Cook. And by the way, he goes by the PUA handle of Tyler Durden after the Fight Club character. In one video, Cook describes forcing sex on a slut whore slut whom he had been in a sexual relationship with. I was like, fuck it, I'm never seeing this bitch again. I don't care, he tells an audience of chuckling men. And yes, this is supposed to be a dating coach, someone people pay to listen to for advice, a self-proclaimed pickup artist. Yet somehow, despite these disgusting acts, he's done much worse. And this is where True Flag Operation says that these news outlets miss the mark. Sure, they talk about his Twitter, the choking video and the non-apology, but there's so, so much worse beneath the surface. TFO states, not one person did any real research into these guys, not Time Magazine, CNN, BBC, Vice, not even the woman who started a movement against the guy on Twitter. All they did is a superficial level of research that led them to being banned temporarily in a few countries and flack for a little under six months. Because of that, they're still around, they are still teaching this shit, and they make millions of dollars a year. This post and the accompanying video will document that they use the same manipulating, gaslighting, hypnosis, NLP, cult tactics that they use to coerce women into same night sex on the men who attend their seminars. So I checked out the videos TFO mentioned to see for myself what pickup artists really teach, and it is really upsetting. And it's a little more than upsetting. I just, I don't think I have a word for it, to be honest. At about 18 minutes into the video, Owen Cook, another notorious PUA, calls the slow and steady manipulation baby stepping. You have a good girl face, but you make a bad girl mannerism. Yeah. Kiss me. Like a tiger. Okay, now this is called baby stepping. So it's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. Quick one, quick one, right? It'd be like as if we're McDonald's and I'm like, just try a tiny bite of a fry. (laughs) Just a little bite of a fry. Look, just have one fry. Look, just two more, you already had a fry. Just two more fries. So baby stepping is a basic skill set in successful women. You've gotta be very, very, very familiar with that. I mean, you could baby step things that would blow your mind. Like you wouldn't even imagine. (laughs) 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 During the seminar, he shows his students footage of him picking up women and even admits that this baby stepping technique is what he uses to push his programs on people. He tells a story about a man being sexually assaulted by another pickup artist, and two and a half hours in, he even shows footage of himself and Julian forcing a woman to kiss Julian while Owen distracts the woman's friend. And this woman is extremely and clearly uncomfortable and tells him that she has a fiance, yet Julian picks her up while she's saying no, 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 and tells her that she has to give him a good kiss. Because otherwise she, and I quote, cheated on her fiance with a shitty kiss, end quote. This really did kind of mess me up to the point where I just had to walk away for a moment after looking at this. Like you can see how uncomfortable this woman is. She's just trying to be friendly and be like, hey, you know, stop. And I completely understand why she was acting the way she was. Julian's being pushy, there's a cameraman and Owen is no small guy either. With three people pushing this on her and being separated from her friend, she probably felt incredibly cornered. Yet Julian continues to try and manipulate and push her, literally holding her against a wall at one point. This is what TFO was talking about. Julian isn't just grabbing someone on camera, but he's teaching men how to be manipulative, pushy, and literally force themselves onto a woman. This is horrifying. The reason why it's even considered cult-like is because this goes far beyond the normal pushing and selling, but Julian and Owen lead people from the men they sell to, to the women they manipulate, to believe that they can't say no. 
Julian discusses how ultimately you want to isolate a girl where you can make something happen. And that no matter what she says, whether it's that she wants to go back to her car, a diner, whatever, you find solutions to her objectives that don't allow her to make any excuse to leave. He even states that if she says she's a designated driver for her drunk friend, you can sometimes force it or change courses of action and go with her. Julian even speaks about how you need to commit to have a mentality of gun to the head, your family dies if you don't fuck her. Again, horrifying. No means no. The way he says isolate her and make something happen is fucking sick. This video also shows a post where another PUA, Justin Wayne, promotes rape in his forums. I can't tell if it's one of his students that says this or another pickup artist, but someone named Tyler wrote, quote, ignore what she says and physically force her. If you can't verbally and physically dominate a drunk 18 year old girl that likes you, please kill yourself, end quote. This seems to be co-founder Owen himself, as we'll see in a moment, he goes by the name Tyler Durden as well. Either way, this is teaching rape. These pickup artists have literally showed their students video footage of themselves manipulating and sexually harassing women because their only objective, their only goal is sex and not even consensual sex. Not once does any one of them seem to have any regard for these women's wants. They give advice like offer to walk her home. And if she says no, follow her anyway and claim you live in the same direction. If she allows you to walk her home, then find any reason to stay in her apartment, like asking for a drink, use the bathroom, use her computer, and to get creative with it. They call it baby stepping, but really it's nothing more than scummy manipulation. If I stopped to scream or comment on how much I load this, we'd be here for hours. So I think this just goes without saying, but let's just continue. And this isn't ancient stuff either. All this video evidence was gathered just a couple months ago. And while some of you may say, oh, maybe that was taken out of context, this footage is hours long and these scumbags talked at long lengths of time about this, not just a few sentences or minutes. There is no doubt in my mind that they are teaching sexual harassment and assault. They may not call it that, but that's exactly what this baby stepping is. True flag operation is a real one though, and did my research for me and helped me out a lot. And by that, I mean, they called up RSD to see if they're still selling Julian's pimp program. The pimp program is one of the ones compiled in the lengthy video where he shows himself pinning a woman against the wall and calling it baby stepping, just FYI. True flag operation has video footage where they speak with the lead sales manager at RSD and they admit to TFO that yes, they are still selling this program. And this was in June of this year. TFO has also uploaded a video to YouTube under an account known as CS, where the company pretends that they don't promote this behavior anymore to quote, appease cancel culture. However, it somehow gets even worse. Not only does TFO explain that yes, they are still selling these programs, but they also claim that almost all of these scummy pickup artists are either students or teachers from RSD. And that RSD has quote, has Wayback Machine archives deleted, Reddit posts deleted, ex-interns and students scared into silence. They do not mess around. Could RSD be the source of this? Julian and these disgusting pickup artists are the faces of this company and they sure as hell look horrific. But reading that, I knew I had to dive even deeper into this awful culture and see just what RSD is, the source of so many of these scumbags. Now, before we dig into RSD or real social dynamics, this is where I'm gonna place today's ad sponsorship because honestly, I need the mental break and some of you might need this as like the little mental checkpoint before we continue to dive deep into just hell. So with that being said, here is today's sponsors and then we are returning to talk about real social dynamics. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by the big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, well, what's the catch? 
It turns out there really isn't one. And I've been using Mint Mobile for God knows how many months now. And I love the service. It's easy to use, easy to like, you know, charge back up my payments every couple months or whatever. And it's just good service all around with no hidden fees, which is honestly the best. So for people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone and phone number, or you can change both of those too. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. So switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. So if you wanna get started and get the plan shipped to your door for free, just go to mintmobile.com slash casket. That's mintmobile.com slash casket. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash casket. Today's episode is also sponsored by Magic Spoon. Now you guys know the deal, I like Magic Spoon. I've actually been using them for a lot longer than they've been sponsoring me. So it's always kind of a great thing when that happens, but Magic Spoon, simply put, is cereal that tastes great without all the unnecessary sugar and crap in it. Now, you guys know the deal. When you go down to the grocery store and you go through the cereal aisle, there's a bunch of sugary cereals that are calling your name, some of them perhaps even from your childhood. But the truth is after you eat them, you don't feel super great. And it's just like this weird sugar crash and it's just, it's not my thing anymore. So what's really great about Magic Spoon is I get to taste all the flavors of childhood, so to speak, all the sugary delight of breakfast cereal in the morning without actually having to deal with the sugar crash later on in the day. And Magic Spoon is just a little, it it seems a little too good to be true, honestly, until you actually try it, but it's zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And it's also only 140 calories. Try some of Magic Spoon's best-selling flavors in a four flavor variety pack, including cocoa, fruity, which is my favorite, frosted, which is my second favorite, or peanut butter. So if you wanna get started and try some Magic Spoon, make sure to click the link below to grab a variety pack and try it today. And make sure to use the promo code casket at checkout to get $5 off any order, or go to magicspoon.com slash casket. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason whatsoever, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So you've really got nothing to risk here. Go ahead and click the link below, use code casket to get $5 off or go to magicspoon.com slash casket to save $5 today. Would you like to become one of those people who whenever you walk in the room, everybody's like, it's Julian Block. Oh my God. Oh, it's Julian. Oh, or would you like to be one of those people who's more like, yeah, Julian's coming. I know. Sorry, right? And which one do you want to be? Now, the reason I'm asking you this is because you may not be aware that this is really something that you can influence so, so, so easily when you just understand a couple simple things. And so RSD or Real Social Dynamics, as we said earlier, is the supposed largest dating company in the world. I went online to see what I could find out about them and I found an address in Vegas, not LA. So I'm not entirely sure if they're based in LA or they moved or whatever. One of their founders is Owen Cook, who we unfortunately already had the displeasure of meeting as he was in the recording distracting a woman's friend when Julian sexually assaulted her. The other founder though, Nick Coe, was a new name to me. My source claims that he made an appearance in the book, The Game as well. Yet on his own website, the way he describes RSD is laughable. Here's how his bio reads. 
after completing a multi-year sales seminar event series during a 100 plus country world travel tour, he transformed a five-story Hollywood Hills mansion into the RSD corporate office for the global self-improvement content publishing company, responsible for over $100 million in life cycle revenue from over 100 million visitors to associated company websites and approximately 100 million views on company YouTube channels. Today, RSD operates in over 70 countries and 270 cities, hosting over 1,000 live events annually via an educational platform for dating slash relationship advice, business slash networking advice, fitness slash health advice, and spiritually training programs for over 700,000 clients focused on self-actualization and deep identity level change. Nick is an executive coach and advisor to multinational companies and private advisory boards of CEOs whose companies exceed five to $10 million in annual revenue. Another source explained that they reported $3 million in revenue in 2009, and as instructors are contractors and not salaried employees, RSD doesn't pay for health insurance or retirement. When instructors travel, they lodge with interns or volunteers, so they don't have the expenses of hotels either. First of all, it's a little sad and pathetic that RSD makes this much money off teaching men how to sexually assault women. Secondly, did he just refer to it as an educational platform? Like that's gotta be a joke. A different source claims that Nick Coe, also known as Papa, ew, founded RSD with Tyler Durden, Owen's persona. Apparently though, Nick founded RSD to mirror the PUA Mysteries workshops. My source claims that RSD was basically run like a bad frat house with a lot of backstabbing, cutting people out and things of that nature. Jeff Allen, who was with RSD since 2003, wrote years later that quote, imagine you worked with 12 years of building something and then some fucking new guy comes along and destroys the business by being a fucking moron. Frankly, I don't really care about the infighting at this company and I'm not surprised that there'd be arguments when their owners are lowlifes. However, another source claims that they aren't in LA or Vegas, but West Hollywood, and that they only generate $132,000 in sales. Seriously, finding information on this company feels like a struggle, although none of what I do find is good. At least these numbers seem to indicate that they've shrunk, though I can't confirm for certain. Even though Jennifer Lee's research and campaigning rightfully shut down a lot of RSD's events, it seems as though they may have simply gone into hiding and deleted their content, but not actually stopped. Multiple YouTubers that teach confidence and productivity, such as Michael Dennis, have also spoken out about the company recently and said that yes, the company has absolutely hidden a lot of their information as a result of this. Michael Dennis himself is a self-proclaimed professional development coach and he generally condones RSD. He claims that RSD disbanded so that some of the original teachers could focus on their own things or projects and that when someone leaves RSD, their old content is deleted. Yet Owen slash Tyler, he claims, is going strong and pretending like nothing ever happened. So yes, from the perspective of someone who condones RSD and admires these men, says that they seem to disappear from the internet, just not completely. Even if RSD isn't the company it used to be, it worries me how many people they may have inspired. And the fact that this genuinely disturbing mindset even exists and potentially thrives. In fact, Owen slash Tyler has a website where he's hosting events all around the world. As a co-founder of RSD and considering the vile things we've seen him say already, I have no doubt that he's still spewing the same message that's okay to manipulate. The dates are coming up this year with an average of one to two conferences a month. At the bottom of his website, he claims to be headquartered in West Hollywood. So I'm inclined to believe that RSD may have been formerly located in LA, but eventually once it disbanded, Owen became the head of it and now he makes $132,000 a year. I could be wrong and that is just pure speculation. It just seems plausible that he simply uses a new company name too. Regardless, he clearly still has an audience for these seminars and Julian is seen in recent Instagram posts coming with him. 
A former employee of RSD has also spoken out and in May, 2020 stated that there was some incredible corruption behind the scenes. I can't verify his story, so I don't dwell on it, but he speaks to the general unreliability and a few other shady activities. Owen slash Tyler, Julian, and Nick are all called out in this video for being extremely untrustworthy figures and putting copyright strikes on videos, namely a charity channel that belonged to this ex-employee. So apparently they didn't like this former employee, so they figured that that was just a way to silence him, even though this channel charity had nothing to do with RSD whatsoever. Again, I can't verify this, but it wouldn't be surprising if that were the case. Hell, it wouldn't be the least of their crimes either. Now, the ripple effect of this PUA or seduction community or whatever the hell you wanna call it is pretty terrifying. I feel like you need to watch out for anyone who says they're into professional development and dating coaching because of how far reaching RSD has proven to be. It's given even those that may genuinely want to help people a bad name. Plus, there are some people out there that have taken this to even deeper levels. Roosh V, the owner of website Return of the Kings, which seems to be on hiatus at the moment, is one such example. He's known for creating a disturbing model of gender politics that his followers worship. According to The Guardian, women, he believes, should be thin, quiet, unambitious, and docile. Men should be masculine, dominant, and heterosexual. Return of King's headlines have included five reasons to date a girl with an eating disorder and the intellectual inferiority of women. They once organized a fat shaming week, an onslaught of coordinated harassment intended to abuse women into losing weight. In bragging about his sexual exploits, Roosh has admitted to multiple instances of having sex with women who were reluctant to or could not consent. He has since claimed these quotes were taken out of context and denied any allegations of rape. And in perhaps his most notorious piece, he advocated the legalization of rape on private property. In the midst of this week's backlash, he tried to claim the last piece was satire. But at the time of publication, Roosh issued a crystal clarification to readers on his forum. It's fine to disagree with my proposal, but I am stating it because I really believe it would decrease rape, just like how forcing you to lock your car door would decrease car theft. But as you know, anything that makes a woman take responsibility for her actions will be attacked. And yes, you heard that right. He did in fact advocate for rape. You may have heard a few years ago, back in 2016, that there was a tribal meeting in multiple countries that a make rape legal event was going on. This unsurprisingly was organized by Roosh and the Return of the King's followers. Snopes has clarified that it wasn't actually billed as making rape legal. However, the website heavily advocated for loosening rape laws. If anything, I believe rapists need harsher punishments than they get, especially here in the US. Instead, Roosh has normalized and even eroticized breaking down a woman's resistance to his young male fans. This is not confidence building. This is not professional development. And of course, anyone who opposes them is completely biased as well. Lindy West, who compiled a lot of information about Roosh and his acolytes in this Guardian article claims that, quote, I don't write about them because I'm busy, they haven't earned my time, and they have mistaken attention for legitimacy, a delusion I have no interest in feeding. A hard and fast rule I'm breaking for the first time here. But they write about me. If you Google Lindy West and Roosh, the first eight results are from Roosh's various websites. Lindy West brags about getting an abortion. Lindy West leaving Jezebel still a whale. Fat feminist Lindy West goes berserk because she no longer fits in airplane seats. The nine ugliest feminists in America, I'm number one, and on and on and on. For years, Roosh and his bootlickers have been feverishly monitoring my life, mining it for vulnerabilities that they can exploit. 
They have stolen my wedding photos. They vandalized my Wikipedia page. They've posted pictures of my children and my husband's ex-wife. They've written long sexually graphic poems about me. They're obsessed with a completely innocuous YouTube video I made four years ago because I eat food in it and still leave comments, fatty fucking ass get raped, you stupid fat land whale. And I'm far from their only target. Roosh had not only made death threats, but also doxed people that oppose him. Oh, and you know Jeff Allen, who I mentioned earlier as the former RSD employee? Well, he became known as the rape van pickup artist, which is just as horrific as it sounds. Jezebel warned about him in 2013, claiming that he's the owner of a well-known freedom van, which he calls his rape van, and a pathetically avid OkCupid troll. When one young woman, Amanda, told Jeff that she was too horrified by her last two OkCupid dates and she needed to cancel theirs, Jeff told her, quote, I guarantee your date with me would be far more horrifying than these last two amateurs you went out with. I drive a fucking rape van, end quote. Again, absolutely charming, obviously. Nor was Amanda the only person that had a horrific experience with Jeff. When she posted about him on Facebook, her friends quickly told her his real identity as a pickup artist with RSD. His fans apparently loved him to the point of hanging onto his every word, which only serves to make this place even more cult-like and creepy. Yet. Do you wanna know what like the real kicker in all of this is? The fact is these RSD people are not really good at meeting women to begin with, apparently. Todd V Dating or Todd Valentine, another former RSD teacher and dating coach has been rejected abysmally online. Pickup artists actually have very little success out there. True Flag Operation claims that these pickup artists will go around trying to pick up women for weeks and months on end. And then the moment they have a positive interaction with a woman, they cut up the video to make it look as if they're just masters of seduction. Apparently when Todd had a bad falling out with RSD, he offered a free program exposing their low success rate as revenge. TFO states that he believes this is worth mentioning because, well, first of all, it exposes their tricks as being ridiculous, but more importantly, it reveals the brainwashing and manipulative tactics they use on their own followers. I will state that I don't have access to Todd's program and I'm not about to pay for it either. I just am not gonna support these people. But it does seem like TFO is being truthful as there seem to be plenty of evidence on these pickup artists and plenty of men failing to impress women with their so-called moves. Frankly, I'm just worried about what happens when some of these students who've been taught don't take no for an answer, like begin to face rejection. This is still a massive issue, even if a lot of this was exposed a few years ago, and I'm pretty late to this. Fairly recently, as in 2019, Adnan Ahmed, who calls himself Addy A Game, was arrested for threatening behavior. He called himself a lifestyle coach and in his videos offered tips on how to overcome resistance to sex. According to the BBC, Five young women aged between 16 and 21 gave evidence at his trial about how they had been intimidated by Ahmed in Glasgow city center. Passing sentence, Sheriff Lindsay Wood said Ahmed, who had been on remand in prison since January, had shown a lack of remorse. He told him, you gave evidence and said the victims were lying or mistaken, but the jury thought otherwise. It was very obvious when they gave evidence how they were affected. You have acquired notoriety and an unenviable reputation. The public will be wise to such inappropriate behavior by you and others like you. And yes, you heard that right. Some of his victims were only 16 years old, even though he was 39 when convicted. Not only are some of these PUAs and coaches teaching people despicable acts, but enabling and emboldening predators. So the next question is, what can we even do about this? Well, I don't think we can stop it completely but more can be done, absolutely. 
This is why I personally believe sex education needs to be mandatory and it needs to talk about consent. This has been approved more frequently in recent years. Lawmakers in eight states and in the District of Columbia have required school-based sexual education to cover consent. I know we can't stop men and women or non-binary people as anyone can be a predator from finding these so-called seminars. But if students are properly educated, I'd like to think that this could be the first step in combating this. After all, not only do these beliefs hurt the victims of these teachers, but it's incredibly mentally damaging for those that think this way. Former employees and dating coaches have also said as much. Calling women sluts and bitches and whores, this way of talking about people like it's normal. This stuff does get picked up by these guys, said Mark Manson, a dating coach unaffiliated with RSD. I have seen the harm it can do. The guys that invest time and energy, sometimes they just get weird. Former RSD instructor, Nathan Cole, says he saw firsthand how this alpha male marketing can damage students. Cole now lives and works as a dating coach in Austin, Texas, but was with RSD for eight years until 2012. One of my sayings is don't be weird because they started putting on different personalities that aren't themselves, Cole told me. It's like a caricature of a ladies man. One RSD student, James, who considers the boot camps he attended a waste of time, told me that after following Blanc and Cook's teachings for two years and approaching thousands of women, he finally walked away from PUA. I felt sick about it. I wasn't who I was. I was putting on a douche persona trying to get girls and that was too stressful. I'd rather be rejected for who I am than accepted for who I'm not. Obviously the condoning sexual assault is more worrying to me than someone being stressed out about rejection. But the point is simply that there is no positive to any of this whatsoever. Men don't benefit, women are obviously harmed and the only one who gains anything are the people in charge that make the money. That's it. There's nothing redeemable about RSD coaches and about what Owen and Julian are teaching people. If you have low self-esteem, then maybe see a therapist and get yourself some genuine help to become confident in who you are as a person not a PUA that encourages men to take what they want. This harms everyone involved. Hell, we have the data to prove it. We know the damaging effects that rape can have on someone, but this seduction community can and does damage the mental health of men in it too. A study conducted in 2020 in Canada focused on the psychological well-being and mental health in these programs. After some background of the seduction community, the study explained that one of the massive reasons that young men joined these communities was to help their loneliness. These men were included here. They're all clueless about social dynamics and dating together. And among these fellow self-described awkward people, they found friends. Their so-called layer meetings allowed them to find social connections with one another. It's just that unfortunately, these young men have bonded over bitterness, something they all have in common. According to the study, similarly, a few participants use the word cult when describing the community. For example, one participant stated, I think it's a cult, but a good cult laughs. While another stated, I think it's a little bit culty. I don't wanna get too involved. There's no critical thinking. One 25 year old Canadian born participant had mixed feelings, implying that the community had a strong sense of internal social cohesion. It can be helpful. It can be harmful. I'd say a lot of the time, one of the worst things it does is it closes you off to everyone who's not a pickup person. It's like you will actually make friends with pickup guys and those will be your only friends because you can't make female friends because you're just trying to fuck everyone you talk to. You can't make any other male friends because they don't do the game. They don't go out. There are so many guys like that. These men are typically lonely, isolated, and often with a need for male role models. Many of them didn't have a father they could speak to and not a father figure. I'm not saying this is true of everyone, but it was true for many participants. Many of these young men also said they had mental health and well-being issues, things like social anxiety. A large number were immigrants as well. The study writes, 
Immigrant participants in particular noted that they arrived in Canada lacking the social and communication skills that are functionally valuable in North American society. These immigrants noted that they came from countries with different cultural scripts and templates governing male-female relations and social relations per se. This void hindered their abilities to interact with women as well as general social integration and inclusion within Canada. In fact, a word commonly used by immigration participants was clueless when discussing their attempts at social integration in Canada. Yet this community became, as one participant said, soul eating. Many participants in this study reported that they became addicted to the community. It had, and still has, the potential to interfere with their daily functioning and some of these members become increasingly frustrated and violent. One local member expressed a desire to take his own life because of this. Now, while this study did have its limitations and I doubt any two seduction communities are exactly the same thing, I think this sheds a lot of light on how people become so wrapped up in things to begin with. If you're a lonely young man without a lot of social skills and you're frustrated that you can't find love, well, you're the perfect target for these pickup artists. But there are so many other ways to find a community than this. Finding people with similar interests or speaking to a therapist about social anxiety are healthy alternatives as opposed to, you know, learning how to objectify and sexually assault women. There is no excuse for sexually harassing or assaulting someone. So I don't say this to say that we should feel bad for them or make excuses for this type of abusive behavior. The only reason I bring it up is so that we can better understand why this happens in the first place. This needs to stop. Julian, Owen slash Tyler, Nick, all of them need to be held accountable and perhaps to some degree people believe they already have. I seriously want criminal charges brought against these guys, uh, but right now it just seems like it's only gonna be a matter of time considering the disturbing things they've already done. So here's to hoping. With all of that being said, that's where I'm going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I can't really say I hope you enjoyed this episode, but if you did learn something, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. Thank you all again for making it to this episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.